We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say something that millions of us are thinking, but have not said. Please stop talking about white people and black people. We just don't care what color you are. This kind of divisive nonsense is going to destroy America. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. I'm going to say it. Stop. Just stop. I do not care what color you are. If you're white, stop talking about being white. In fact, I shouldn't even say it that way. If you have lighter skin, stop talking about it. Stop labeling yourself as white. If you have darker skin, please stop talking about it. Stop labeling yourself as being black. Please stop dividing the human race. We are one race, the human race. Please stop it. Stop talking about black people and white people. Millions of us just don't care what color you are. This is today's topic. Probably one of the most important topics that we can discuss. Because if we don't get this one right, we are, we are going to unleash the hounds of hell on this nation if they already haven't been. Today's topic is racism, bigotry, and hate, and the biblical solution for all of the above. Let's take a break and acknowledge our sponsors. And when I get back, we're going to talk about all of what I just described, but how the church has the solution, but yet seems to be drinking this Kool-Aid and buying this lie. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to today's Rebellion. I'm going to read some of the headlines from the recent news. CNN's Don Lemon says Americans don't see black people as human beings and proclaims the United States is racist. He says that the United States needs to realize just how racist it is. That's a quote. And that we're living in two different realities as black people and white people, unquote. Another headline. A lecturer tells Yale medical students, Yale medical students, that she fantasizes about killing white people. 
Here's a description of that particular story. You've probably read it. This is appalling. The psychopathetic problem of the white mind was her title at Yale. She's a psychiatrist. I believe you pronounce her name Aruna Kilanani. Kilanani. Aruna Kilanani enlightened those at Yale Medical School's Department of Child Studies about her dreams of, quote, unloading a revolver into the heads of any white person who got in her way, burying their body and wiping her bloody hands as she walked away guiltless, close quote. I'm serious. And then she added that she would do so with a bounce in her step like she did the world a effing favor. That's a quote, and I'm editorializing that quote for the sake of radio and my podcast. Another one. Oh, we have um, Mark Lamont Hill. I've talked about him before. He's a Temple University professor. You've seen him as a talking head on Fox News periodically. He is the liberal, the progressive that they bring on at points to discuss the daily news. He also has his own show on the BET network. Mark Lamont Hill interviews Kilalani and asks her, and this is a quote, asks her this question. Would it be fair, based on your expertise, to say that white people are psychotic? He said that. It was more of a rhetorical question than one where he was actually seeking an answer. Another headline. Singer Macy Gray says that we need a new flag because the American flag is too white. Quote, unquote. Here's a headline that you probably haven't seen. It's in the evangelical news, if you will. Joanne Lyon, who is an ambassador for the Wesleyan Church. Again, the Wesleyan denomination is a smaller denomination of about 400,000 members across the nation. A traditional holiness church, a church that was established by abolitionists. By abolitionists, I'm going to say that right now. The history of the Wesleyan church is that it is an abolitionist church. It's a church that has led the way for human dignity for integration rather than segregation, a church that has focused on holy character rather than this unbiblical fixation on the color of your skin. But yet, this woman, who was the general superintendent of this denomination and now serves as the ambassador, whatever that means, of the Wesleyan Church, wrote that she was apologizing for her family that lived in Oklahoma during the race riots because they were white. 
What did her family do? She doesn't say. Other than they were white. I didn't know Dr. Lyon had KKK members in her family that actually participated in the riots. The point here, folks, is apparently she doesn't. But yet, they were white, so they need to be apologized for. And at the same time, the Wesleyan Church is announcing a new curriculum coming right out of headquarters in their major magazine, their publication. They announced that they have a new curriculum on intersectionality based in critical race theory discussing white privilege. They do this with a smug, self-satisfied sense of self-flagellation, by the way. I'll talk about the author, perhaps later, that they're using and pushing across the entire church. You saw the headlines of the Auckland, New Zealand chapter of a climate organization inspired by the activist Greta Thunberg actually disbanded itself because it was a racist, white-dominated space. I could go on and on and on. This stuff is dangerous, people. It is very dangerous. This stuff will not end well. It will not end well. Labeling people by race is unbiblical. It's wrong. I'm going to say it again. Labeling people by race is unbiblical and wrong. If you're white and you talk about being white and how you're embarrassed to be white and how you need to apologize for being white, that is unbiblical and it's wrong. If you're black and you're apologizing for being black, if you feel embarrassed for being black, if you feel less than, quote unquote, for being black, that is wrong. If you're white and you're elevating yourself as if you're superior to others because you're white, because you have lighter skin, that is wrong. And if you're black and you're elevating yourself because you have dark skin, that is unbiblical and it's wrong. St. Paul, the Apostle Paul, addresses this in the first century church very clearly. How the heck did the church that we celebrate today get to the place that it is by ignoring what I'm going to say right now? The message of St. Paul to the first century church was antithetical. It was the opposite of the nonsense that we're hearing in the daily news. It was the solution to the problem of Don Lemon and Mark Lamont Hill. And this woman who fantasizes about shooting whites in the head, walking away with a bounce in her step, and she's been being invited to Yale to speak about it. How in the world did the church get to the point where it's not confronting this with biblical truth and the reality that there's a solution? And the solution is this, that we have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there is no Greek or Jew 
barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, the elect of God are holy, and you should clothe yourselves in hearts of compassion and humility. Christ is all and is in all. There is neither Jew or Greek, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free. We are one. We are one. St. Paul did not divide us. He did not divide the church. He didn't talk about color of skin. Not once. This is what he told to the first century church in Colossia. This is his letter, his epistle. It's Colossians 3.11, by the way. So he said that to that church. Was it just that church that he shared that message with? No. Here is another one. In Jesus Christ, to all who believe, there is no distinction there is no difference. Did you hear that? There is no distinction. There is no difference. The same Lord is Lord of all. There is no Jew and there is no Greek. There is no difference. There is no distinction. He said that to the church in Rome. Well, did he say it to anybody else? Yes, he did. He said this to the church in Corinth. We are all baptized into one body. There's neither Jew or Greek, slave or free. Do you get the common theme here? Is there a message that St. Paul is sharing with the first century church in Rome, in Colossia, in Corinth, that we are unified, we are not divided. Stop talking about who you are, other than the fact that you are one. No distinction, no difference, baptized into one body. You are neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female. You are all one in Christ. He said that to the church in Galatia. The church is the solution, people. But the solution is not to buy the lie and drink the Kool-Aid of critical race theory and this popular in vogue idea that we're supposed to label people by the color of their skin. This is antithetical to the gospel, the good news of Christ. It's antithetical to our constitutional values. It's antithetical to common sense. When you start labeling people and putting them in categories as if some people are less than other people and some people need to apologize because of being born with lighter skin than others are being born with darker skin than others, it's going to end very badly. 
History has lessons to teach us on this. And the history isn't that old. Let me give you another couple quotes. It is essential that the great German people consider it their major task to destroy all of the Poles. It is essential that the great German people consider it their major task to destroy all of the Poles, the Polish people. That's a quote. Henrik Himmler. The great German people, the superior people, need to destroy all of those who are inferior and less than, to quote Nick Cannon. But this is Heinrich Himmler. Here's another one. Poles are to be wiped out. Jews and gypsies are to face the same treatment. Full annihilation without remorse. Close quote. Roman Schuchenbeck, I believe is the way you pronounce his name. Part of the German machine that swept across Poland and annihilated everything in its way. And then we have Kieran Ahuja, who's just been confirmed by the Senate along party lines. Vice President Kamala Harris had to step in and break the tie. And Josh Hawley is exactly right when he says this about her. They think that all Americans are either oppressors or oppressed. In our world-class military, these critics see a vehicle for discrimination. They pit whiteness and blackness against each other in a manner that reduces every American, no matter their character or creed, to their racial identity alone. Holly goes on and says this in opposition to this woman's confirmation. What we cannot allow in our federal government is to affirm and sanction and advocate this critical race theory. We cannot allow the United States of America, the greatest nation on earth, to legitimize a new era of racial engineering. Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, standing ovation, spot on. This past week, Time asked this question. This is coming from time. The United States is increasingly diverse, so why is segregation getting worse? Jeez. Why is segregation getting worse? Why are we so divided, they ask? Well, Well, maybe it's because of the us-against-them rhetoric of critical race theory that you keep advocating, this theory that keeps dividing black people and white people into categories of good and evil. We will never be united until we stop talking about this and start talking about character rather than color. Maybe you should start doing that in your schools. Maybe if you spent more time talking about developing your kid's character, about the Ten Commandments, oh, shame for shame that you'd want to talk about that, about a biblical ethic, 
about a Judeo-Christian worldview that has worked for 5,000 years to solve this stupidity? Maybe if you started talking about developing the character of your progeny rather than telling them to fixate on their color and the color of their neighbor sitting next to them, maybe that would solve the problem, do you think? But no, what Time Magazine does is bloviate about critical race theory and intersectionality. My friend Dick Townley said this on Facebook about this article. The fact that time has to even ask this question is pathetic. And then he says about my post, you are absolutely correct. America is no longer a melting pot due to the refusal of various groups to assimilate along with the promotion of this racial division. Again, standing ovation. Standing ovation. Spot on. Spot on. People, they're trying to divide us. They, meaning the elite, the oligarchs, the smarter folks, on TV, like Mark Lamont Hill, the race hucksters out there that are promoting all of this nonsense, this woman that's speaking at Yale, even the church. What in the world is Dr. Lyon doing apologizing for the color of her family's skin? Apologizing for people that are dead that probably didn't do anything wrong. And if they did, why is she just identifying that? Why don't you tell us what they did wrong rather than just posting this smug, self-righteous flagellation about, oh, I'm so virtuous now because I'm going to apologize for my family's skin color. This divisive rhetoric is working. It's working. It is dividing us. This us-against-them nonsense, this virtue-less virtue signaling is working. When your God is diversity, unity will never be tolerated. I'm going to say that one more time. When your God is diversity, unity will never be tolerated. If our priority is diversity, a second thing, we will never realize the first thing of unity. Diversity is self-centered. One more time. Diversity, diversity is self-centered. And at its core, it divides. It's grounded in the premise of me against you and us against them. Diversity is childish. It is selfish. It says, give me mine. It is the antithesis of Christ's admonition to die to self. And the church of all places should understand this. In my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good, I talk about this in my chapter that there is no I in team. Grow up. Grow up. St. Paul told the church in Ephesus, 
the church in Corinth, the church in Rome, to put your childish ways aside and grow up. Children by nature are individualistic and they are insular. They don't care very much about anything other than themselves. Children want what they want. Adults, on the other hand, have matured enough to understand that there's wisdom in promoting unity rather than division and integration rather than segregation. Of the unity of us rather than the division of me and mine. Of a United States rather than a divided states. Adults care more about common cause than this constant pout. This childish, divisive demand of our personal rights rather than focusing on personal righteousness. Adults see the value of hands clapping together rather than the virtue signaling of one hand clapping in air as you apologize for your genetics. The solution, I said I was going to talk about a solution in the beginning of the program. I've already said it several times over. The Bible has a clear solution to this, people, and we're ignoring it. Again, this is for my book, Grow Up. Life isn't safe, but it's good. When we reverse the order and focus on second things, we get neither first nor second. It is only by dying to self, that is setting aside our childishness, our childish individualism. It is only by doing this that we will ever find our true identity. And that identity is not found in race or gender. It isn't found in personal grievances or our narcissistic infatuations. We are neither Jewish nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free, barbarian or Scythian. We are human beings. We are one race, the human race. We are human beings. And selfless unity rather than self-centered demands must be our first thing. And focusing on first things actually works. It actually works. History has told us so. The Apostle Paul told the first century church that, and it paid attention, and we changed the world. And we can do it again. If we'd start talking about the Bible rather than critical race theory, intersectionality. The Bible is a book of unity, and all this other crap is nothing but talk of division. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Speak the truth and speak it boldly, and you can change the world. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.